Hey everyone, Jacob here. I just wanted to give a quick heads up about the audio quality for this episode. As far as I can tell, there were some issues with the settings in my mic, but everyone else is fine. The issue has since been fixed. And now you don't have to wonder why it sounds like I'm participating in this episode through a conference call. Enjoy! Welcome back to It's Symbolic, proving that there is life beyond the initial box office receipts. I'm Jacob Savage. I'm here. I'm Ben. Well, folks, it's September. It sure is. I mean, it's actually mid-August, but due to the magic of time delay and editing, I was really hoping you you didn't feel the need to announce that. You're sort of breaking the immersion right off the bat. Well, this can be the one time we reference that, but we have to never do it again. All right. Is that okay? Blood Oath. Yeah, so I know we're going to mention when it's October, uh, so let's just act like when we record something that's going to be released in October, let's act like it's October. All right, fine, fine. Cool. I, I understand that this is important to you. Yeah, I, you know, it's just like, you know, we don't we don't want to do it every time, so I feel like this will be our one. Yeah. The, the first time, the first offense. Mm-hmm. After that, you're going to get violent. <laughs> sure. Speaking of September and thoughts of violence... You know, it's time to go back to school, which really doesn't mean that much. We're adults. I mean, you're still in college, but... (laughs) Yeah, I was basically just in school, so... (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) At least it's not high school. Oh, yes. And speaking of which, our topic for tonight is the 1989 high school film Heathers. We're going to have to do, like, personal reflections of our time in high school over the course of this episode. God, I... Is that going to be a component of this? I I don't like to think about it because I did not learn how to properly socialize until the age of 16. Uh. But to be honest, the thing about a lot of high school media is that it focuses a lot on cliques and impenetrable friend groups, and I never had that experience. Oh, God, absolutely. Well, I mean... Obviously, my high school experience is a bit different than average for a few years. You went to a magnet school. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't, I'm not really the best. I mean, Mir and I just were stuck with the other losers at public school. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not really the best barometer for, like, the average high school experience. Yeah, I'll, I didn't really have any issues with that sort of thing. I, I don't know if it's just because I was oblivious, but... Yeah, I feel like our school wasn't particularly clicky. Like... Then again, we did arrive there right after a big redistricting. Yeah. So, 
everyone was just trying to find their own identity, I guess. I think of, like, friend groups, but it was never something that was, like, exclusive or anything like that. It was, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, I had my social circles, but yeah. it was never, like, you know, the jocks, the geeks, <laughs> the dolls. And also the popular kids that I knew were popular because, like, they were really nice and outgoing. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Generally, you earned it. <laughs> it suppose getting into our actual product there's not too much in the way of background it's a original story from screenwriter daniel waters who originally wanted it to be directed by stanley kubrick oh not just because he really liked stanley kubrick but because apparently the original script was three hours long oh my goodness gracious I'm not, I'm trying to picture what, what form this would take if it were like an hour and a half longer, and it's very, it's, it's hard to imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's, what, an hour 40 as is? Yes. And it gets everything across pretty succinctly. Yeah, definitely. Um, but after... If it were made today, it would be three hours, regardless. <laughs> it would be a trilogy. <sighs> it would be the Heather Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it it did get made today, but we'll get into that later, I'm sure. Yeah. And preferably as little as possible. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah. So, naturally, he couldn't get the script to Kubrick because Kubrick only directs for Kubrick. <laughs> and Is that a direct quote? As a result, he went to first-time director Michael Lemon and producer Denise Denovi who has since become known for pretty much every single one of Tim Burton's early hits. And due to the subject matter of the show, getting actual actors was a bit of an issue. After a few individuals turned down the role, Winona Ryder, who was 16 at the time and had recently gotten very popular due to the release of Beetlejuice, begged for the role. I didn't... I feel like it's rare that you see movies where high schoolers are actually played by someone around that age. Yeah, that's I mean, you see it occasionally, occasionally, but not that often. Yeah, it's definitely the uh, less frequently occurring case. I mean, her co-star Christian Slater was, I believe, in his twenties. Yeah, that's that's about right. But other than that, it was a big mess. Apparently, Brad Pitt auditioned for the role of JD. <laughs> How old was but... he then? Um, one second. I did not look this up. He must have been pretty old he at that point. Was born in he was 15. Okay, so, so not too old. He's yeah, like he was 15 at the time. 30, I guess. <laughs> but so he was apparently... Old, but yeah. It's not like Greece I've where seen worse. all of the actors were in their 30s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't... I admittedly don't really know about the others, mm, but sure. some of the other... Actors, for example, the actor playing Heather Chandler was dating Christian Slater at the time. Oh, wow. And Shannon Doherty auditioned for Veronica, but the role had already been cast, so she got the role of Heather Duke. Are you familiar at all with this movie going in? Well, yeah. (laughs) I think I'm definitely the one who has the least exposure here. I literally just watched it today. Prior to that, I knew the premise. I knew, you know, some vague things about it. 
but I have never actually watched it until like four hours before recording. Because <laughs> that's how we do things. <laughs> Look. Dear Diary, Heather told me she teaches people real life. She said, real life sucks losers dry. If you want to fuck with the eagles, you have to learn to fly. I said, so you teach people how to Well, anyway, so fly? the plot of the film concerns Veronica Sawyer, a junior at Westerberg High School in Sherwood, Ohio, who is a recent member of the big clique in town, the Heathers, consisting of three other girls all very rich and popular, named Heather. Heather's Chandler, McNamara, and Duke, played by Kim Walker, Lizanne Falk, and Shannon Doherty, respectively. Is it established that they that all of their given names are actually Heather? They are. Okay, yeah. I see. So it's not like they changed it for... I, okay. Is that the sort of thing you would do? I, I, I don't know. Like, is that the lengths that you're believing these girls are going to go to to fit in? Well, one, yes, and two, if I were to form a clique and I want some sort of, like, neat, fun gimmick about it, that seems like a pretty good choice, in my opinion. Fair, fair. I mean, in the movie, like, some of the first lines in the movie are just like, Heather, it's your turn. No, Heather, it's Heather's turn. They, they were really having fun with it, yeah, and I mean... Yeah, they, God, that I, would get old pretty me. quickly. <laughs> Absolutely not. That would never get old. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd say it's unlikely, but given how many Matthews I've met in my life, you just never know. I kind of wish they just like perpetually did that throughout the movie and just were, were visibly entertained by it every single time. <laughs> that, that would probably be very realistic. Yeah, <laughs> the in-character. I mean, either that or very annoyed. <laughs> I mean, how do you think their teachers handled it? Well, you you must have been in a class at some point where you had multiple people with the same first name. Yeah. You usually have, like, a last name I'm or something. I'm not sure I ever was. I had a lot of alliteration, but not... I mean, I've definitely had classes like that. It's usually, like, you know, you do their last initial, too, or something like that. True. Like the Spice Girls. Mel B and Mel C. <laughs> the standard sure. we should all ascribe to. <laughs> Sure, like like those Spice Girls that I refer to regularly. Yes. I talk about them all the time, and I need that distinction. I sure do. <laughs> you know, maybe I just don't talk about Spice Girls enough. When are we talking about Spice World? Oh, good um, question. I'll get that on the roster. <laughs> God, come on, Veronica. What is your damage, Heather? Don't blame me. Blame Heather. She told me to haul your ass into the calf pronto. Back me up, Heather. Yeah, she really wants to talk to you, Veronica. Back to the topic at hand. The tone of the movie is set pretty quickly when the Heathers coerce Veronica into not only continuing to brush off her former best friend, Betty Finn, but also forge a note to the unpopular fat girl, Martha Dump Truck Dunstock, believing that she has been invited to the popular kids' party. It's all very cynical, very cruel. This seems like very a, a bit of an elaborate ladies. like prank to pull on someone to have something forged. Like, how do you even gain the knowledge that someone is capable of forging handwriting like that? I mean, it's not addressed in the movie. Well, I mean, like 
Does she just go around telling people that she forged? She knows how to forge handwriting all the time. <laughs> Wouldn't you? No. If I need to pull off Not a crime, and people know that I can forge handwriting. I'm gonna be a prime suspect. This <laughs> is not practical. Whenever revealing your hidden talents, remember: <laughs> Can this get me framed for a crime? Mm-hmm. Can I go to jail for this? <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm thinking two steps ahead. Monica, here. finally, I got a note of Kurt Kelly's. I need you to forge a hot and horny, but realistically low-key note in Kurt's handwriting, and we'll slip it onto Martha Dumpchuck's lunch tray. Shit, Heather, I don't have anything against Martha Dunstock. You don't have anything for her, either. Come on, it'll be very. The note will give her shower nozzle masturbation material for weeks. At the same time, we are introduced to the mysterious newcomer, J.D., standing Ooh. for Jason Dean, not... Zach Braff's character on Scrubs. Man. Jason Dean. That, that, would, that would be quite a version of this movie if it literally were the Scrubs character. <laughs> yeah, just, no, no, just egg credits roll and then it's revealed that it's an extra long fantasy. <laughs> God. Yeah, I would explode in the end. Wouldn't die. <laughs> And then they get back to wacky doctor hijinks. The last seasons really went off the rails, huh? <laughs> oh, they did. Doesn't this cafeteria have a no fags allowed rule? Well, yeah. They seem to have an open door policy for assholes, though, don't they? What did you say, dickhead? <sighs> I'll repeat myself. Uh, no, as this is not that JD as shown when he is bullied by... Football stars, Kurt and Ram. And he responds, of course, by reaching into his trench coat, pulling out a gun, <laughs> and firing. <laughs> Nothing says this movie was made before 1996. Oof, yeah. More than Oof. the fact that he just gets suspended for this. Oh, you, you jokester. Ah, uh, got him with the old... <laughs> Gun in the trench coat. <laughs> the old blank rounds. <laughs> the old shoot the popular kids. <laughs> it's okay, he's white. God, they won't expel him, they'll just suspend him for a week or something. He used a real gun. They should throw his ass in jail. No way, he used blanks. All JD really did was ruin two pairs of pants. Maybe not even that. Can you bleach out urine stains? <laughs> you seem pretty amused. Naturally, seeing this, Veronica is smitten. <laughs> and we get this since a lot of the movie is actually given to us through her diary, which she writes in a lot and for some reason always wears a monocle when she I does so. I didn't notice that. She does? Does she? Yeah. She does. It's quirky. Wow. You're a lot more observant It's quirky. Than I am. It is quirky. You're so right. That, that would be a real hit. It's not it, like other girls. That'd be a real hit nowadays. You have the goofy, like, fake mustache and everything. Like, ooh, so dapper. That'd just be charming. Oh yeah, that that just seems like the sort of the sort of gimmick for like a counter click to the Heather's. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, we are all very dapper. <laughs> We're the Jeffries. I mean, Wrong kind of movie, but it would be very amusing in a slice-of-life anime. 
having had enough of the basic integration system, which apparently consists of coercing into forging notes and playing a lot of croquet. God, they love croquet. Yeah, there is a lot of croquet in this movie. More croquet than I think any high schooler could possibly tolerate. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, it is Ohio. Never lived there. Easy shot, Heather. No way, no day. Give it up, girl. Holy God, that was insane. <laughs> Result, Heather Chandler decides to take her to a college party where, spoiler alert, all the guys are douchebags who want to sleep with them. Which, to be fair, isn't that far off from every college party I ever attended. Yeah. Just with a bit less emphasis on alcoholism. Come on now, like, I don't feel so good, okay? Let's do it on the coats, will be excellent, huh? <laughs> You know, I have a little prepared speech I tell my suitor when he wants more than I'd like to give him. Gee, Blank, I had a really nice... See the speeches from Malcolm X. Veronica insists on leaving, embarrassing Heather Chandler in the process. And apparently, this is enough for her to get kicked off the squad. And she is now going to be socially dead. Veronica and JD, who at this point already met and flirted in a 7-Eleven... You gonna pull a super chug with that? No, but if you're nice, I'll let you buy me a slushy. I see you know your convenience speak pretty well. Yeah, well, uh, I've been moved around all my life. The most romantic of convenience stores. I think they fucked after that, too. Um, they did yeah, in the scene gonna... after the party. Okay. Yeah, like, after the party, JD just breaks into Veronica's room. Charming. It's just, yeah. You're you're telling me that's not the way into your heart? (laughs) Nothing says a dashing individual, like, offering to play strip croquet. Yeah. Who, boy, that just, that doesn't get you hot, then, like. (laughs) I I don't know. Would a strip croquet be considered sexy just because of the strip aspect? Croquet will never be sexy in any capacity. And it's out in the grass, so it just feels like it would be more uncomfortable than anything else. Oh, yeah, that would suck. I would hate that. Yeah. Also, croquet just sucks, so... (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll firmly plant myself on the anti-croquet side of things here and now. Oh my god. You are so not an 80s prep. My family did actually have a croquet set growing up. I don't think I ever knew how to play it correctly. Yeah, if I recall correctly, you live on a hill. Yeah, I know. It didn't work well. That is well. not a good place to play croquet. <laughs> Absolutely not. I had a croquet mallet that I took from somebody's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there are uses for that, too. That was Mirror's high school experience, just late nights on the town with her croquet mallet. <laughs> just sort of doing some vandalism with your mallet, just knocking over mailboxes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we had our fun. I mean, the mallet and I. I mean, <laughs> there's a picture of you out there with a sword. You should get a companion picture of you wielding a mallet. Yeah, I should. You need to cover every like RPG class. <laughs> What RPG class is croquet? Barbarian. They love croquet. (laughs) (laughs) 
not something I ever imagined. <laughs> well, now you know. Work that into your next DMing session, everyone. Well, you're not just going to go for those two shots. I mean, uh, go ahead, knock me out. It's the only way to win. It's not my style. This guy's finished last. I should know. Strip croquet gets Veronica and JD in the mood for a bit of a prank. <laughs> so they break into Heather Chandler's house, where she's currently sleeping off her hangover, and begin to concoct a cure. <laughs> Veronica, of course, just goes for milk and orange juice, because she's basic. <laughs> but well, that'd be pretty acidic, actually. Get out. Womp, womp. Get yes, Jacob. Out. <laughs> Trust me, she skips the Saturday morning trip to Grandma's even when she's not hungover. We just concoct ourselves a little hangover cure that'll uh, induce her to spew red, white, and blue. Then. <laughs> what about like milk and orange? Anyway, JD on the other hand decides to go for a concoction of virtually. Cooling. Every cleaning supply. Oh, yeah, I guess it's that, actually. Every, sorry, of any, of every liquid that could feasibly be used for disinfectant or cleaning. It's not blue raspberry flavored, which it might lead you to believe based off its color. Was this a major concern for you? No, I'm just, I just think some people might see a blue liquid and be like, ah, they're on that Kool-Aid, you know? Uh, is this another thing that we're blaming millennials for? Drinking clean air fluid? Tide pods weren't enough for them, I guess. <laughs> Those zany millennials. Put a lid on that stuff. See, we go with Big Blue here. What are you talking about? She would never drink anything that looked like that anyway. So we'll, uh, put it in this. She won't be able to see what she's drinking. Veronica accidentally grabs the not blue raspberry Kool-Aid. <laughs> And she goes to Heather's bedroom, and after a bit of goading from JD, Heather drinks it, and promptly keels over. Just give me the cup, jerk. Hangover pure. Fuck, I fucked up my joke. I had a really good joke to sort of. Okay, okay, start over, start over. Sitting there. We can edit this out. All right. We can edit this out. Uh, Hangover cure prank. Gone deadly. There there it is. Oh, dear. That's your uh, upload to YouTube. (laughs) Exactly. God, I should do that. That'd be a pretty good, that'd be a pretty good, pretty good, funny video, I think. So many subscribers, man. <laughs> so many subscribers. If if nothing yeah. else, they could end up in one of those list videos. Frank's <laughs> gone deadly fails. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they were just pulling a prank. But is that cleaning fluid? Uh-oh, that's not going to go down easy. I- is this a YouTube video or a Nickelodeon bump? <laughs> it is blam, actually. <laughs> I realized midway through that's what I was doing. Have you seen those where they take like old like Disney cartoons and add this shitty announcer over it? 
Because they're not funny on you their mean, own. They're, it's so fucking good. <laughs> I'm surprised Mirror hasn't seen it, because it has a lot of, like, Donald cartoons and stuff like that. I just assume that you've watched all, like, duck-related content. <laughs> well, I didn't have cable growing up, so... Oh, okay. Well, there you go. This is You need to catch up on this now and see how they've desecrated these classic cartoons. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe it. I just killed my best friend. And your worst enemy. Same difference. Where were we? Oh yes, they just committed a murder. <laughs> and because murder is not a thing that you want to be tied to... They decide to forge a suicide note. Yeah, the police aren't really so thorough with their investigation, huh? Oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> but the thoughtfulness of the suicide note makes Heather seem more profound in death, and she becomes a martyr of sorts among the town and student body. Mm -hmm. This is perhaps most clear after... Heather Duke starts taking over Heather Chandler's role, mostly by wearing red, which was Chandler's color. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? First you ask if you can be red, knowing that I'm always red. They, they do a lot of color coordinating in this movie, and every outfit in this film is a look. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, oh, there's definitely a lot of, like, you know, pantsuits going on for sure but yeah a lot of blazers yeah but no if you're part of if you're part of a trio you gotta have that color coordination going on can you imagine if you didn't do like you know the three primaries or rgb or something like that you would just look silly what a wasted opportunity yeah but the heathers are red yellow and green i said or rgb red green that's blue? red green and blue was there not was it not red green and blue Blue was veronica well Fuck it, whatever. I'm just saying, these are. Hope you're keeping track, because that's two points now for if you're trying to form, like, this cool click. By the time this episode is done, we'll have revealed each of the five big secrets to <laughs> forming sure your own mega popular click. Make sure you're taking notes. I prayed for the death of Heather Chandler many times, and I felt bad every time I did it, but I kept doing it anyway. Now I know you understood everything. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. On a favor for one of the other Heathers, Veronica ends up on a double date with Kurt and Ram. And after Veronica ditches because they took her cow tipping. I, I, I'm surprised that that's something that, I, mean, I guess people don't actually do it in real life. But even in movies, it's always like a joking thing and they never actually show people cow tipping. So I didn't understand what it was like, actually like, you know? <laughs> Like wow, you push a cow over. Like, yeah, wow, they're There's they're really not that out. Much to it. They're really out here just shoving cows. But like, why? To what end? <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> it just it just really left left me even more confused. I had thought there must be more to this, but no, they were just pushing cows. Count three, guy. One, two. <laughs> well, Veronica ditches, but the next day, Kurt and Ram spread a rumor that she had sex with both of them. As JD is now Veronica's boyfriend, and nothing gets him off like accidental murder. Well, accidental. Yeah. He persuades her to 
call them up and invite them for a threesome in the woods, which is one of the least sexy places you can have a threesome. I don't know. What if, like, a bear shows up? Yeah, I feel like that would be really Is that a pro or a con? In, like, Um, an uncomfortable way. I mean, it's just sort of, like, cool to have a bear around. I feel like that (laughs) enhances any scenario. We're talking, like, a literal bear, right? Like a this literal, isn't a gay uh, slang joke. Oh. <laughs> well, you know those I mean, wild bears out well, there searching for a twink. Well, you know, I, I feel like I really can't take this conversation any further at this point. So go on. Yeah, I was wondering if you wanted all those things you've been saying to really happen. It's always been a fantasy of mine to have two guys at once. Oh, sure, you can write to Penthouse for him. <laughs> Yeah, in the woods behind the school. Actually, that ties into the next part of the prank. Where <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> JD has bought, quote-unquote, gay paraphernalia to place around Kurt and Ram, and they will shoot them with non-fatal Eklug bullets, <laughs> which just tranquilize them. <laughs> and, and it bleeds them, or excuse me, uh, it makes them bleed, so it looks like they're dying, and they're lying still and lifeless like they're dying, but they're not dead. Yeah. yeah. It just looks like they're dying. Listen, my Bonnie and Clyde days are over. Wait a second, wait a second. Do you take German? French. All right. These are Ichluga bullets. My grandfather snared a shitload of them back in WW2. They're like tranquilizers, only they uh, break the surface. Needless to say... This doesn't go as Veronica expects it to. Okay. Count of three, guys. One. Two. Three. (laughs) There's a very recurring lack of reverence for any of these so-called suicides. A major aspect of the film is just how everyone's using it for their own gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perhaps most evident with the character of Miss Fleming, who yes. is the guidance counselor, and does her guidance counseling through very new age ways, <laughs> such as holding hands and getting a TV crew in the cafeteria <laughs> to show everyone holding hands. <laughs> this is meaningful, God. damn it. Looks like Miss Flem's on another one of her crusades. The usual success, of course. Come on, freshman, let's get up. Hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm Heather Duke. I think humiliating, but also (laughs) makes me a little bit think of her school's suicide prevention shit. Oh, shit. I forgot all about that. (laughs) I never had anything like that. Our school had a mental wellness week. Which basically boiled down to, have you tried not being sad? Smile oh boy. More. You can be not sad by being happy. Why yes. aren't you happy? Yeah, it was, it made me want to die more than uh, <laughs> m- most of the things oh, you that and me both. made me want to die <laughs> at that period of time. <laughs> well, I'll consider myself lucky that I didn't have to go through any of that. We have to talk. Whether to kill yourself or not is one of the most important decisions a teenager can make. Get a job. At this point, everything's in full swing. The 
star football players are turned into, once again, martyrs due to the infamous tearful eulogy. God, and I, I just, to go back to, it shows their funeral and how they're, at their funeral, they're in their full, like, football uniform and they're laid to rest with the football in their hand. It's very good. That's how you know they're players! <laughs> they're men! If there's any way you can hear me, Kirk, buddy. I don't care that you really were some pansy. You're my own flesh and blood, and no, you made me proud. My son's a homosexual, and I love him. I love my dead gay son. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> One of the best lines in ever in any goddamn movie. Yeah. <laughs> Something I say basically any time a favorite character of mine dies. <laughs> God, it really is versatile, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Dear Diary, my teen angst bullshit has a body count. The most popular people in school are dead. Everybody's sad, but it's a weird kind of Despite sad. this big anti-suicide rally going on, Martha ends up attempting and failing. And then and... everyone critiques her for trying to do what's cool by committing suicide. That's what all the popular people are doing and failing at it. Exactly. Which <laughs> I felt so which, bad for uh, her. Even though yeah, we spent boy. like even though we spent like five, ten minutes talking about how clicks weren't really a big thing of our teenage years, that's pretty high school. Yeah. Uh. We were doing Chinese at the food fair when it comes over the radio that Martha Dump Truck tried to buy the farm. She belly flopped in front of a car wearing a suicide note. Is she dead? No, that's the punchline. She's alive and in stable condition. Just another case of a geek trying to imitate the popular people of the school and failing miserably. Is that pate? Furthermore, Heather McNamara calls a radio show and discusses her depression, which turns her into a pariah of sorts. She attempts to kill herself as well, but Veronica stops her. Note that none of the actual suicides in this movie actually go through. Yeah. Guess not, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Which works in its favor, I suppose. <laughs> if you were happy every day of your life, you wouldn't be a human being. You'd be a game show host. What do you say we knock off early, buy some shoes, something lame like that? <laughs> okay. By this point, Veronica has broken things off with JD because of the little fact that he keeps on killing people. You can't keep killing people, JD. It's a real bummer. It's putting a major dent in our relationship. <laughs> it's a real turnoff. Yeah. We're going to have to use I statements. <laughs> or I feel statements. <laughs> I feel that you kill people... On a basis way more often than necessary. Which should be not at all. <laughs> I feel like the average but high schooler kills zero people. Just physically, or are we counting emotionally? Okay, well, that's a different story. What are you talking about, huh? I mean, today was great. Chaos is great. Chaos is what killed the dinosaurs, darling. JD, given that... Heather Duke is now giving everyone a bad time by trying to be the queen bee. 
blackmails her and has her use her influence to get everyone to sign a petition for the upcoming prom. However, one night, JD breaks into Veronica's room after telling her parents that she's suicidal. He looks like such a nice young man. Yeah, very trench coaty. Yeah, well, only good people wear trench coats. Yes. Your friend Jason Dean stopped by. He seemed very concerned about you. He said that he thought you might try to kill yourself. You have been depressed lately. Oh, he left this for you. Despite his intent to come in and kill her, he finds that she has already hung herself. After he rambles a bit about how his petition was actually a mass suicide note and he is planning to blow up the school during an upcoming pep rally, he leaves, Veronica's mother comes in, and Veronica is alive. She faked the hanging. <laughs> Which still necessitates a very long talk with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how do you explain that one? I guess you could say it's, it's a prank. <laughs> It's a school project. <laughs> if you're Harold from Harold and Maude. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe you did it. I was teasing. I loved you. Sure, I was, I was coming up here to kill you. First, I was going to try and get you back with my amazing petition. Going into our final stretch... Veronica confronts JD in the boiler room where he has placed all of his explosives. She shoots him after an argument, and he seems defeated. Shoots his middle finger uh, clean off, by the way. I feel like that's important. Yeah, which is impressive. It's, like, no, it's, that's sort of aim. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like uh, really good reflexes, too. Like, boom, bird, finger off. Like, <sighs> like, damn, for not having handled the gun with... Do you practice for this sort of thing? Yeah, no. Like, How do you do she it? She had fairly li like she sure she shot uh, Ram or the other one earlier, but that was just like that was one time, and now all of a sudden she's firing dang fingers off of people like they're targets at a carnival game. On a side note, that would make a very interesting carnival game. <laughs> yeah, there's just this clown cut out that flips the bird up at you, and you need to shoot it. <laughs> God, I want to see that no, now. What's better, that or if it's one of those water gun games? You have to shoot the middle finger until it goes back down. <laughs> or it's like you inflate a balloon that like looks like his middle finger with the water gun. Oh, that's cheeky. <laughs> now, we need to make a theme park or something now. How do I turn off the goddamn bomb, asshole? Fuck you! Having apparently defeated JD, Veronica goes outside. However, JD follows her out where he has strapped a bomb to his chest. Because <laughs> Cause he's crazy. He's, he's too dramatic for his own damn good. Yeah. That's high school. <laughs> but, yes, needless to say, he blows himself up. Pretend I did blow up the school. All the schools. Now that you're dead, what are you going to do with your life? Veronica 
takes the symbol of power away from Heather Duke, invites Martha to a movie night, and oh, yeah. apparently her former best friend Betty is completely forgotten about <laughs> as the movie ends. <laughs> She's somewhere. She's doing but well. I Don't think, worry. I think Martha could use the attention a little more. That's true. True. Yeah, she she's also still like in a wheelchair and stuff from the whole like yeah. walking into traffic thing. So that's kind of a downer, you know. Veronica, you look like hell. Yeah, I just got back. Uh, Veronica, what are you doing? Heather, my love. There's a new sheriff in town. No, that's Heather's. That's Heather's. Heather's actually got a fairly decent. Response or Rotten Tomatoes gives it a ninety-five percent. Oh, nice! So it was received well on release. Yes, it was. However, due to a number of issues, I've seen quotes stating that the distributor went under shortly after its release. Though I can't really verify that. Oh, it yeah, may have just would. been due to the dark subject matter. It only grossed a third of its budget. Oh, however. Once it was released on home media, that good old VHS and Laserdisc. Ah, Laserdisc. Sorry. I I can't think of an object more 80s, or late 80s at least, than a copy of Heather's on a Laserdisc. Yeah, I want that. That sounds dope. Yeah, that'd be great just to have. Yeah, exactly. It got its following. Word of mouth spread. People started to get into it. It also won... The director and producer in Independent Spirit Award for Best First Feature. Hmm, well earned. And the Edgar Allan Poe Award for Best Motion Picture Screenplay. Hmm. It was ranked number five by Entertainment Weekly on its 50 best high school movies. Because <laughs> a bunch of high schooler motherfuckers get killed. <laughs> yep. And Empire put it number 412 on its 500 Greatest Movies of All Time list. Also, there's the special edition DVDs. It was apparently re-released in cinemas, actually, earlier this year for its 30th anniversary. Oh, nice. I missed it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure they had it at the theater here. Oh, well. Yeah, I know. As for follow-ups, apparently every now and then Winona Ryder claims that they're going to do a sequel... What would you do in a sequel? It's a good Felt question. pretty open and shut to me. The same thing, but in college. <laughs> the only info that I've really seen is that JD would come back as a sort of Obi-Wan character. <laughs> he would have a force ghost? Yes. And she would lose a hand, I guess. <laughs> However, the director, producer, and so on have denied that any such thing is in development. Hmm. May as well get into what's possibly the reason for its more contemporary audience. Here it comes. In, what Jake has been waiting in, for. In 2010, Heather's was adapted into a musical. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Honey, what you waiting for? Welcome to my candy store. Time for you to prove you're not a loser By the teams behind the musical adaptations of Reefer Madness and Ooh. Legally Blonde. I have actually been shown uh, Reefer Madness, the musical version by Jacob. Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, and it is fantastic. Yeah, mm. I've, I've heard it was good, fun. good things about uh, the 
legally blonde yeah, also. Yeah. Apparently they just make a living doing musical adaptations of cult movies because <laughs> the lyricists did the Mean Girls musical as well. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Well, debuted in 2010, got an off-Broadway production in 2014, along with a cast recording leading to, of course, a lot of its current popularity. And it is actually currently running on the West End, which, for those of you who don't know, i.e. Ben, is Aww. British Broadway. <laughs> oh, neat. You don't, you don't need to call me out like that. <laughs> but Yes, it's currently enjoying a successful run there in an edited format. And There's something we're going to have to about. talk about this, There's aren't we? There's something else to talk about, Jacob. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Oh, no. Jacob. Do we have to? Jacob. You talk about it. In 2016, it was announced that it would be made, Heathers would be made as a TV series. Wherein it follows pretty much the same concept, except this time, of course, Veronica and JD are white, young, and good-looking. Heather Chandler's fat, Heather McNamara's a biracial lesbian, and Heather Duke is genderqueer. You know, the people that just run the school, you know, the, the popular ones. Yes. They've had it good for too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely the and... people who should be, who need to be taken down a peg. <laughs> Tell mm-hmm. me about it. There are so many things wrong with this. For one, I've read that... I'm sorry, I'm just looking forward to this. For one, I've read that Heather Duke in the show is not actually genderqueer, but a cis man presenting as genderqueer for the popularity. <sighs> Fuck you. Because clearly being trans makes you popular. That's definitely the experience of all the trans people I know. How old are the fucking people who wrote this? Oh, God. Oh, and they're advertising themselves as the hip young millennials, of course. Sorry, go on. Also, a lot of its promotion, they responded to criticism with, Well, why don't you just go kill yourself? What? Yeah, they were real... What? Sassy bitches... On their uh, social yeah. media. Did, did you see that snapback? Taking down Heather's these like... SJWs a peg. Wait, wait, is it snap? Snapback's the hat. Is it clapback where you insult someone on Twitter? Yeah, it's like clapback. <laughs> snapback is the hat. Ben <laughs> <laughs> is learning so much today. I'm just going to stay in my lane from now on. Yeah, I was actually going to watch an episode of this for completion's sake. But I'll be honest, it just, the more research I did on it, the more mad I got. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, I... It gets worse? I forgot that this adaptation existed until today. Lucky you. (laughs) So, do you want to know how it ends? How does it end? Oh, so Veronica kills JD, and then decides to set off the bomb anyway. Oh. Uh... What? (laughs) Apparently they also never kill Heather Chandler in this version, and she's the only survivor. (laughs) Okay. What? (laughs) In their defense, 
That was actually the original intended ending for the film. Oh, really? However, there's a reason it wasn't used. Yeah. It's a bad ending. (laughs) Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Well, how about we go back to the original movie and discuss our feelings on it? Actually, closing up things on the TV series. It was originally going to air in air in March of 2018. Then the Parkland shooting happened. Yikes. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say that with the unfortunate frequency of those sort of events, there really wasn't going to be any window for it to come out then. Yeah. Exactly. They, they were going they delayed the it. premiere to July yeah. of 2018. <laughs> However, in June Paramount announced that it had dropped the show entirely. (laughs) It has aired internationally, but no signs of any life in the U.S. Truly a good riddance. Truly a cursed show. You know what I want, babe? What? Cool guys like you out of my life. Yeah, as for the original, am I a bad person if I say I like the musical more than the movie? I don't have a point of reference, so you can say whatever the The musical does admittedly change a few things up. The roles of Betty and Martha are merged. That makes sense. And yeah, it adds a lot more to both Martha and Veronica's character arcs, in my opinion. That's the biggest change. That's not to say I dislike the movie. The movie's freaking fantastic, in my opinion. Yeah, I was surprised by, I guess, how how tense it was in general. I was I was expecting it to be like more. I know it was a comedy, but I mean, I knew it was a dark comedy, but I was expecting it to still be a bit more light. It was still like I didn't expect a character like JD in it. I guess. Yeah, JD wandered in from the Aronofsky films, shooting on the next set over. <laughs> I know, it's just sort of, it's sort of like, who's who am I supposed to be? Like, is there anyone I can really support in this film? Like, is it? Like, I, I I can't tell. Yeah. Sort of like shitting on you know the popular kids or the people who think that you know they're you know the that popular kids unpopular, have it so good. Yeah, gives them the right to like you know retaliate or I don't know. I felt like I was getting very mixed messages. This was also the sort of. Around the sort of downfall of the high school film of the 80s. Hmm, I guess so. Not only were the 80s coming to a close, but there were also a lot more cynical takes. Yeah, this was certainly a pretty cynical one. Yeah. I mean, this is the far end of the spectrum. Yes, very much so. I I do feel that, in the end, you're supposed to be rooting for Veronica. Yeah. Maybe not during her initial actions, but she grows to see things the right way. In a sense. However, of course, this hasn't stopped fans from agreeing completely with JD because he's hot. Yikes! As a somewhat tragic backstory. I shouldn't have been surprised. But yikes. Yeah. He's like, he's so like fucking like try hard cool too with his shitty coat and like his like gre- greetings and salutations. Just like, fuck you. Like, yeah. He, he, I like to he, hang he, out at convenience stores. He has so many like <laughs> shitty quips that he uses over and over too. Like, how he's like God. perfecto all the time. I hate him. He sucks. <laughs> what a douche. 
god. Like, he's just so fucking, like, try-hard cool, and he's, like, a, a fucking junior in high school. Like, I... It's the kind of person who, if you actually saw as a junior in high school, he'd be like, oh my god, this is the most fucking unbearable thing imaginable. It's like, he imagines himself as some sort of, like, desperado or something. Yeah, only he actually gets access to weapons. Well, yes. Yeah. He, he's like that sort of, like, yeah, that... This is gonna. Be, this is so embarrassing because the best thing I can think of is like a chunivio, which is the really nerdy like Japanese trope version of someone who like is really young but thinks of themselves as like super cool. Except he actually has like the firepower and stuff to back it. Yeah. I don't know. Mir, do you have any thoughts? I know I was definitely like sort of confused the first time I watched it because I was like, "Am I supposed to like this guy?" Yeah. Because he's such yeah. a huge slime ball from, like, the moment he's introduced. And then by the end, he dies, so, and, like, horribly, and, like, oh, okay. You're not supposed to like him. But it's also weird, because, like, like, at the same time, they make him, like, kind of fun, you know? Yeah. He's detest- despicable. <laughs> he yeah. is despicable. God. Christian Slater pretending to be Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised upon rewatching this movie that like every five minutes there's an incredibly quotable line that shows <laughs> yeah. up. It, it definitely feels like it's in. I guess I say this, but I'm not like super up on something like Mean Girls, where it has like a lot of lines that get used after the fact, like this weird, like m- m- almost made up teen slang that just sounds so ridiculous. Yes, like, they like, say the, how very, yeah, very yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then there's the "fuck, fuck me gently with a chainsaw." Is it? Yeah, which is a very good line. <laughs> yeah, Heather Chandler, for how short her role is, has some great lines. <laughs> the Heather's as characters are fantastic as well. Yeah. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? <laughs> That's really good. I feel like they also sort of strike the right balance between being sort of hateable, but not so hateable that you, like, agree with the notion of killing them or anything like that, or want to see them killed. Yeah. yeah I mean, they do have their moments of humanity, yeah, some exactly. more than others. Yeah. Like, at one point, there's a scene at the party where Heather Chandler is cleaning up after having clearly had intercourse with someone, and just spits at her own reflection in disgust, and that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really the only time we see that sort of thing from her character. Right. Also, I do feel like this is a bit of ahead of its time. It's the first in what I kind of like to call the popular girl trifecta, I suppose. Hmm. Heather's, Clueless, and Mean Girls. I guess hmm, you can make an argument out. for Jawbreaker. Yeah, I see, the, I see what sort of thing you're talking about here. Yeah, these films get grouped together a lot, and... This is by far the earliest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if I can mention you know, that I was pretty impressed with how, once again, ahead of his time it felt with its commentary on how people handled like, the topic of suicide and depression in youth. Like It was a really cynical and biting take on it. Yeah, none of the adults in this movie are good people. No. It just it just like went for the throat, which is like really nice to see, but like, damn, it yeah. just felt like... I don't know. I just feel like I haven't seen anything that was that was that like on point with it so early. Yeah, it's a shame that the the screenwriter hasn't done too many big hits. 
the biggest title I can see on his filmography since was Batman Returns. Huh. It's interesting how this film made such a splash, yet had very little impact at the same time. Sure. This launched the career of Christian Slater. And while Winona Ryder was already a box office success, this certainly didn't hurt. Sure. This is a movie that can never be made today. And for good reason. Yeah. Because what is... Satire in this movie is a sad reality. Yeah. Very much so. Well, this was a nice diversion from our sad reality. <laughs> Thank you for listening to It's Symbolic. I had fun. <laughs> yes. I... Thank you for listening to It's Symbolic. If you have a suggestion for something for us to cover, you can contact us on Twitter at It's Symbolic PC or on email at It's Symbolic Podcast at gmail.com. We are also at Instagram at It's Symbolic Podcast if you want to see pictures of very nice color coordination or whatever. God, do I. It, Always. However you're listening, iTunes, Podbean, be sure to just spread the word. We hope that you enjoy what we're doing, and we hope that you'll help others to enjoy it, too. Don't be a dick. If you like it, share it. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> this is also, I think, like our biggest name that we've covered. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say so. Either that or the Genesis episode. I don't know. Anything, any other business we need to cover? I don't think so. I just feel like I'm forgetting something. I made some brownies, and I'm really looking forward to getting back to that. Oh, fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> well, I just thought I'd contribute something. Hmm. I'm Jacob. I'm here. I'm Ben. Next week, we're going to find that shift key. I swear, we're going to figure out how to use it. We're going to... I'm going to make the guys We'll, we'll have capital letters, I swear. Yeah. Wait, what? I have to read? <laughs> Do, do you have a confession, Ben? I can't fucking read. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh. Shenanigans rolling through. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.